true lovers, what will we do? The drive-ins have disappeared. The campfires refuse to burn. The peep shows were never not a problem. And when's the last time you heard a viewfinder click? And as for poor Saturday morning, not to mention Saturday night. Oh, true lovers and fellow travelers. What are we to do? What can you do? But pitch your head to the big inky beyond and demand. Tell me a story, you son of a bitch. And as if by magic, ancient neon fires up. A campfire crackles, quarters drop and wheels turn in glorious anthem. There's one place left, true lovers. They are calling attendance. There's a place for you. But do you dare step inside? The Diorama. Have they gone yet? They've gone. For now. I'm really sorry, Betsy. I, I didn't know this would happen. Honest. I just really wanted to do something special for her seventh date. On first glimpse, I know an after-hours dinner at the Unnatural History Museum doesn't exactly scream romance. But that's the whole point. A beautiful evening can be had anywhere, even somewhere... Unconventional. Yes, Betsy, that doesn't scream romance either. You really are very pretty. The light from the cursed exhibits strikes you just right. And the way you're trembling, I really wanted to impress you, Betsy. And I just thought, hey, a private midnight tour of the Unnatural History Museum from a junior curator in the cursed words department might, you know, make a guy look like someone you might take home to mom. Plus, I got keys to the soda machine. They've gone round. We better go. Look, had I known that my romantic plans would result in the activation of an ancient curse, transforming any and all inanimate effigies and synecdoches into crimson-colored murder mummies, I never would have read you that poem. What was the name of the poem? Well, you see, that's very interesting, because the poem itself is in a language that doesn't have a name. I was translating it and thought you might be impressed by... Oh, yes. Near as I can tell, the title of the poem is something like... Curse for Crimson Corpses. You don't suppose I should have seen this coming, do you, Bets? I mean, how often does date night turn out even remotely like this? I'm also not entirely sure how the poem ends, so... This way, this way. 
Watch out for the big one! <laughs> Quick, we can hide in here! That should hold them. Say, Betsy, have I complimented you on your ensemble tonight? I haven't. Well, that is a rudeness I must correct. You are stunning. That dress is radiant, your hair. Moi. A note, and it is purely a tactical one. High heels may not be the best choice for footwear in this particular circumstance. I fully approve of them for what we had planned for our evening, but needs must. No, I don't think they're slutty. I just wouldn't want you to trip and be ensconced in ravenous red mummies. I feel just rotten. What's that? You've been running in them this whole time? By Thoth, you are something. We can't stay here. Luckily, Bets, your date has a trick or two up his sleeve. Now, where's that secret panel? To where, Bets? Why? To where the magic happens. Oh, my dear Betsy, I apologize for giving you such a lurid and erotic idea. My fault again for using such filthy language. Let me just rest against this wall a minute. You really pack a wallet, Bets. On the secret panel. I'll just punch in the secret code and... There we are, Bets, all ashore. Snug as bugs. Don't fret, Bets. Nothing gets in this room without the code. And those mummies may be malignant, but they sure aren't code crackers. Why is this room so secure? This is the curator's hall. It has to be so secure because so much delicate work is done with such valuable ancient artifacts. By the way, this is my curation station. It's empty because most of what I was... Working on was the cursed poem translation, which is upstairs for our date, which has gone slightly mummy. What are those? That's an upcoming exhibit that's being prepared for the illusion wing. It's called the Magnificent Mandibles of the Master Magicians. Mandibles means hands. Apparently... It's a custom amongst magicians and illusionists that should they kick from this coil, their hands are removed and preserved. Something about immense power not falling into the wrong hands. I'm sure we'll be fine. If they haven't animated by now, I probably won't. And besides, they're behind all that glass. You know, Bets, if you're scared, you can hold my hand. Ugh. Now, Bets, I'll have to register an official complaint on that one. I was merely offering support in a tense situation. Plus, I like holding hands with people I like. And I like you, Bets. Aching cheeks to the contrary. Seriously, don't worry, Betsy. This room is secure. It just looks run down because of what it used to be. A hall of faulty lighting. You know, figures. Bets? Bets, where'd you go? How could you have possibly wandered off so quickly? Bets! Bets! 
You know, I don't mean to be a real Timmy told you so, but this is a situation that could have been entirely prevented by holding hands. Plus, maybe I was scared too. Ah! Oh. It's you, Bets. Finally come around on the whole hand-holding issue, I see. What a grip you have. It's okay if you're scared. But I do need to keep blood flowing into that hand. Hands. Betsy, are you trying to pick my pocket? Ow! Ow! I understand a certain amount of panic, but you are going to break my leg if you keep grabbing it like that. While you're still holding both of my hands and... and digging for pocket lint. And tapping me on the shoulder. Shoulders. Well, this is certainly worth a turnaround. Ah! Oh, Bets, it's actually you. What's that? Am I holding too many of your hands, too? Yes, Betsy, yes I am. Ah. The magnificent mandibles of the Master Magicians have turned against us, Betsy. Let's say, on my signal, we run flailing from the room, shaking off these rather forward fingers, and straight out the back exit. Okay? On flail. One. Two. Flail! Ah, ah, ah. Careful, Betsy. That was almost too loud. I am not blaming you. I do not always do that. Here, I'll go. That was unfortunate. Well, I didn't make them creaky. I didn't make this mess either. If anything, it's your fault. Step. What I mean, it's your fault. If you pulled your weight a little more in this relationship, maybe we would have been on a date you planned, and there wouldn't be an unknown gross of bloody mummies trying to kill us. My turn again. Only 28 to go. What do I mean by that? Well, Betsy, it might be nice if you took some responsibility for romance. Has it ever occurred to you that maybe I'd like to be swept off my feet sometime? What do you mean that's not the girl's job? This is the modern day. Women are just as responsible for the f spice of courtship as the menfolk. In fact, more so, because they have centuries to make up for. And why don't we do anything you like, Elizabeth? Could it be you haven't shared any of those blind items with the rest of the class? Step. No, I thought not. If we escape this night with our lives, we are going to have to do some serious, serious work on our relationship. What? Step. You don't consider this a relationship? What the hell is this, then? More of a casual thing. A casual thing? Step. I'll be honest, Betsy, that comes as a pretty devastating blow. This is our seventh date, and they've only gotten more elaborate. Step. And expensive. And I haven't expected anything. Nor would I. Step. Betsy, that's too many steps. Ah, uh, yeah. I see the problem. 
You have to admit, if this doesn't meet some definition of a relationship, it looks a lot more like you are taking advantage of me. Well, we'll have to put a pin on this for now, Betsy. It seems we've been followed. I don't blame you, Betsy, but I will insist we run down the next several flights of stairs. I see you. Still wearing your heels. You are a frivolous thing. What did I ever see in you? Shoeless or mummy munchies, Elizabeth. The choice is yours. Good. Now step, step, step! of symmetry will give this night some meaning. Yes, Betsy, it did mean something, but that meaning has taken on a much less desirable context over the course of the evening itself. No thanks, or should I say, all blame to you. I will not. If it hadn't been for your non-participation, your entombed demeanor, maybe we would have been doing something far more conventional, like going to see a monster movie instead of being in one. I will fully take blame for reading out the curse, but I was desperate. What's a man supposed to do when the woman of his dreams is so unimpressed with his impressions that he is left with no other option but to accidentally summon the crimson hordes of death? If you'd put a little more effort into this whole romantic scheme than requesting dinner at the I-don't-know grill or the whatever-you-feel-like bistro, I might not have to get so creative. Instead, we're here, and it's Katie bar the door, and... I've realized something. The thing about you. The thing that drives me, a rather average and obstinate man, to such self-endangering lengths merely to win your notice. Why, I am driven, nay, ensorcelled by your mere thought form to design such elaborate death dates. The thing about you is that there's nothing about you. You aren't stupid or brilliant. You aren't mean or kind. You aren't classy or crass. Those are things, traits people naturally acquire by being and doing, and I haven't a clue if you have done or been anything. Seven dates. Seven dates and I know not a thing about you. And I think that's my fault. I've made you an exhibit in the museum of my heart. No different than a mummy with no story, because that is the only way you stand to scrutiny. You aren't a mystery, Elizabeth. You're just a very boring girl, and I am done solving you. Be angry, but put down that wine glass. There are priceless artifacts in here. You can ruin me, but I will not let you ruin ancient history. Put it down. Put it down. Put it down. Put it down. Fine. Perfect. Covered in wine. Threatened by mummies. Harsh truths about the nature of over-idealized romance revealed. And any notion of the goodness of human beings shattered. And you got two-buck check on the ancient cursed poem parchment. That is inexcusable, Elizabeth. I don't care if you feel attacked. This is no way for a grown woman to... Well, what's this? The wine has revealed hidden writings. 
I think it's a counter curse, but it's written in an even more incomprehensible, unnamed language. Oh, if only I could translate... What's that, Betsy? The full title is For the Correction of Certain Curses on the Reversed Side of This Inexorable Bedamned Parchment and the Saving of the Bedamned Fool or Fools Who Hath Readen It Out Loud. Hmm. Say, Betsy, can you read ancient and unnamed languages? <laughs> Betsy, what say we indulge in a quick do-over of our very first date? You know the one where I took you on a picnic at the rocket ship graveyard? I'll start. Ahem. So, Betsy. May I call you Betsy? Betsy, so what is it exactly you do for a living? Mm-hmm. Oh. Hm. You don't say. Freelance cataloging of lost languages and translation of ephemeral correspondence concerning the arcana and the occult for private collectors in Silicon Valley. And this was something you thought appropriate to hold back until we were in mortal monster mummy danger? On date seven? Betsy? I think we just might make it. Oh dear. My dear, if you can read the counter curse, we might just save our skins. Can you do it, Betsy? Well, that seems awful defeatist, considering everything we've just been discussing. Oh, you can't do it without a particular ingredient? It's not a human sacrifice, is it? <laughs> no, nothing so gruesome, of course. Tell me, Betsy, and uh, I shall fetch it. The heart of the head mummy, it says. Well, which one of them would that... Oh. Probably the one that's the giant head. I think that used to be one of the Easter Island mock-ups from the Ancient Aliens exhibit. All right, Betsy, you start the incantation and I'll... I'll fetch that head's heart if it's the last thing I ever do. For you. Aha! So I hear you're the head mummy in charge. Well, eat museum spear! Oh, sweet jalopy Jesus! His heart is his mind. Well, things I do for love. Yeah! Yeah! Oh, oh Betsy, I, I can't get back. I'm cut off. There are too many mummies. All right. Heads up, Bets. Excellent hands. Don't worry about me, Betsy. Finish it. Send them all back to Mummy Hill, my darling. nothing, just a bite or seven. Betsy, I owe you an apology. I was wrong to say all those things about you. I was frustrated at the lack of romantic reciprocation, but uh, that's no excuse for insults. 
Will you give me another chance? You will? I'll bet. That, that means the world. Uh, well, could you... Could you maybe take over the planning of the dates? I'd just, I'd just run plumb out of ideas and I'd... Well, I'd really like to see what you might cook up. The suggestion, though? Despite contemporary opinions, a boy does like to be romanced. Nothing impressive. Just a monster movie and a piece of pie and... My virtue's all yours. Ooh, Betsy. Ah, true lovers, is there anything more wonderful than romance? Yes. This Nuit's diorama was denominated. Have they gone yet? <laughs> It was written, read, recorded, and wrought by Ryan McClary, which is me. But what if it wasn't? Just something to think about. You can find us online at die-orama.com. You can join our Facebook page at facebook.com slash die-diorama. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. <sighs> if you do subscribe to us on any of those platforms, thank you. Now how's about you leave a rating and a review? In this world of future radio, every little help helps. That's all this week, fellow travelers. But wander back next week for another enticing exhibition of... The Diorama. The Diorama. <laughs> <laughs>